Welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, May the 10th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, my friends, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's joy. I wish you God's goodness today. Thanks for being present with me as we continue to break open God's word. And we continue to break open the 10th chapter of John's gospel. So again, this last Sunday is called Good Shepherd Sunday. And uh, part of the gospel that we heard on Sunday, we're going to hear again today. We're going to hear it a little bit more in its completeness. And uh, some of it is going to sound awfully familiar, not just because you heard it on Sunday, although that's true too, but because parts of it, I mean, literally, Jesus just talked to us about yesterday. So if you've not listened to yesterday's pod, uh, might be good just to go back and listen to it a little bit again, because today what I hope to give, uh, if, I, if I can do it well at all, uh, is to give the opposite side of the coin of yesterday's pod, okay? So um, with that as a teaser, how about we break open God's Word together? If you want to follow along, I'm going to be doing the uh, New American Translation which is the quote-unquote normal translation that we would use as Catholics. Uh, John chapter 10, verses 22 to 30. Let's break open God's Word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The feast of the dedication was taking place in Jerusalem. It was winter. And Jesus walked about in the temple area on the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify to me. But you do not believe, because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one can take them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, um, before we get into the main point, I guess, that I want to just help us chew on today, or invite us to chew on, sounds better that way, uh, is, you know, just a little bit of background. You know, Jesus is walking around in Jerusalem during this feast, and uh, people come up to him and say, listen, how long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Now, remember, the Christ means the anointed one. Uh, the one sent by God, what others would term the Messiah. The two can often and are often used interchangeably. Uh, You know, when we call him Jesus the Christ, it's a title that, uh, excuse me, my voice is very hoarse tonight. Um, uh, It's a title that that the Messiah would use, the anointed one of God. Uh, And so they say, tell us, if you are the Christ, tell us plainly. And it's similar to that wonderful question. And uh, gosh, I don't remember which gospel it's in, and I should have looked. 
in one of the synoptics. It's not in John's. But when John the Baptist begins to doubt that Jesus is the Christ, in his mind, he doesn't doubt because of Jesus. He doubts, you know, his understanding of what the Christ would be, remember, because he said he will bring his winnowing fan, you know, and, uh, and the chaff he's going to burn with unquenchable fire. The grain is going to be, you know, good, but, oh, man, it's, it's going to be it's going to be known and noticed, and there's going to be a separation, right? That was John's take. But then he begins to doubt as he's in prison, and he sends his disciples to Jesus and says, ask him, are you the one who is to come, or is there another? And he says to the disciples, go and tell John what you see and hear. The lame walk, the blind see, The poor have the good news preached to them. Blessed is the one who finds no fault in me. Right? He's saying, listen, I'm not going to tell you plainly either. I mean, that's just Jesus' way. But he's saying, look at the works. Look at the works because that tells you who I am. That tells you, by the way, who we are. Right? Look at the works. The blind see. The lame walk. The poor have the good news preached to them. Jesus' works testified to who he was. And he says there at the end, you know, the Father and I are one. That this is what God incarnate looks like. It looks like lame walking. It looks like the imprisoned being set free. It looks like the blind seeing and the poor realizing they carry dignity and worth and love, and they're seen, right? Brothers and sisters, our own works show who we are one with and what we are one with. That's a diatribe I did not plan on talking about, but it is so good, right? It is so good. Tell us if you are the Christ. I'm not going to tell you anything. My, My works testify to me. My works testify, and so do ours. So do ours. For good and bad, that's, that's the, the truth of it. That's the fullness of it. But our works testify. So what do I want to talk about? I want to talk about this. Toward the, the middle to the end. So Jesus transitions after he says, my works testify. But then he says, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. Remember, he was kind of giving the Pharisees the Dickens yesterday too, right? Um, Talking about the ones who came before. And the sheep don't listen to them because, you know, they don't believe them. They, They don't listen. That's not the voice that they follow. You do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Uh, Virtually the same words we heard yesterday. Nothing new there. But here's the, the, the words I want us to hear so well today. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one can take them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. Essentially, he's saying, okay, we know about the oneness. Yep. Yep. 
I mean, again, unbelievable is what it is, especially to, to Jews who are monotheistic, and of course we are as well. One God, how is that possible? But setting that wonder aside, nothing new there, right? But here are the two points I really just want us to chew on and ponder today and play with. And the first is this. Yesterday we talked about, are you willing to be led? Am I willing to be led? Because that's really the question. Uh, In our humanity, we often like to go our own way. That is not abnormal. I I think Jesus knew that well. And, um, and And I think it is the question for us. Do we desire to allow ourselves to be led? And then secondarily, how do we hear his voice, right? How do we listen to the voice of Jesus? How do we train ourselves to make sure? And the answer, of course, is the one who gives life, right? Doesn't steal or slaughter or destroy. The one who is life. And he says that here again. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life. I give them eternal life. I am the one who gives abundant life. They shall never perish. We heard that before too, right? We heard that last week. When, when we knew in John chapter 6, he's speaking both in metaphor and literally. Um, but the more we can allow ourselves to be led, to know that we are seen on those fringes, you and I who are poor, my friends, you and I who are blind, who are given sight, you and I who are lame, who are taught to walk. Brothers and sisters, that, and, and this is point number one, eventually getting to it. Our God desires to lead. The question for us yesterday is, will we let ourselves be led? Okay? And the good news today is, our God desires to lead. Our God doesn't do it reluctantly. He's not afraid of us. He's not afraid of us in the condition in which he finds us today. He's not afraid of you. Do you need to be afraid of you? My friends, if you're sitting on the fringes, if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling a screw-up, if you're feeling not worthy, God's not afraid of you. And God will go right to where you are. And do you know what? This is what I know. If you fail to hear his voice today, he's coming back tomorrow. And tomorrow night. And the next morning. And the next day. I am so grateful. And I know it to be true. That our God desires to lead. You know, there's that Psalm 23, right? <clears throat> you know it, but but uh, the end of it, it says, uh, He anoints my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. That's how I've heard it all the time in my life. But I've heard it twice within the last year in a different translation, maybe more. He anoints my head with oil, our cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will pursue me all the days of my life. Do you see the difference? Do you hear the difference? 
Surely goodness and mercy follow me. Follow me is almost like, okay, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go this way, you know, whatever, and, and these things will follow behind me. Um, it, I don't know, it almost seems passive. But, but God is anything but passive. God is anything but passive. No matter where I am going, God can continually anoint me and my heart continually gets hard. We talked about that yesterday. But, but no matter where I am going, goodness and mercy, capital G, capital M, goodness and mercy will pursue me all the days of my life. Why? Because I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. Because that's God's desire for me. I just got to give myself over to that desire. That's yesterday. Will I let myself be led? The good news is today, God will not stop pursuing you and pursuing me. God is not afraid of you, and he's not afraid of me. He's not afraid of the questions we carry. He's not afraid of the indignities we carry and the shame. He is not afraid of our past. Brothers and sisters, if that is true, and it is, we do not need to be afraid of our past either. Second point, and I'll be done. Huh? I love this line. No one can take them out of my hand. Now he's talking about the sheep, right? The people. Us. You. Me. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My father... So again, now he's going to the oneness again. My father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one can take them out of the father's hand. Didn't we talk about that? I think it was late last week. Right? Light and life are stronger, are stronger than anything, anything the world can produce, anything Satan can produce, anything the minions of, of darkness can produce. Brothers and sisters, I know that to be true, and so do you. You know, I, in, in working and, and ministering and being with um, these individuals who are, are transitioning and ready to enter the kingdom of God, I get to sit there and stroke their hair and talk to them. Whether they hear or not, I leave that to God. But I get to remind them, that God's grace and God's mercy is bigger than whatever failings and whatever guilt and whatever shame and whatever stuff, whatever baggage we carry, God is bigger. God is bigger. That's what he's saying here. These are not my words. They're not my wishes. This is real. No one can take them out of God, uh, the hand of God. You and I. No one. But do you know who can? Satan can't. The only one that can is you and I when we take ourselves out. The good news is God will pursue us again tomorrow. <laughs> God is a relentless lover. But that's the reality of our God. No one can take them out of God's hand. Whatever you are going through today, whatever I am going through today, God can work with it because God is stronger. We just have to allow God to be God and let this go away. I'm going to reference the first reading and I'm done. First reading is out of Acts 11. It's wonderful. But the first line says this. 
Those who had been scattered by the persecution that arose because of Stephen went as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, blah, 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 blah. Now remember, Stephen got stoned to death, right, for being a follower. And so what happened was then Saul, a.k.a. Paul, uh, began to actively persecute the church. And what happened was they scattered, right, to Phoenicia, Cyprus, Antioch, basically all along the Mediterranean seaboard. Why am I saying this? You know, and, and the last line here says, it was in Antioch that the disciples were first called Christians. What is my point here? My point is, brothers and sisters, God was not hoping that Paul slash Saul would persecute the church. God was not pleased with that. But God could use it. God was bigger. How did, how did the word spread along the Mediterranean? Probably would have just stayed in Jerusalem. Probably would have just stayed, maybe, gone as far north as Galilee, but certainly not as far north as Antioch. Until and unless there were persecution when they had to go out. And they brought the word with them. And just as seed is scattered in wind, God can use that and did use that to bring it everywhere. Brothers and sisters, whatever is going on in your life, God is bigger than it. God's mercy and grace and his goodness. It will pursue you all the days of your life. God is relentless. God is not afraid of you. And nothing, whatever we're going through, is not nearly as strong as our God. Allow God to take it and use it for whatever good God needs to and make us new in the midst of it. Yes, the question is for us, do we desire to be led? Will we let ourselves be? Hmm? And how do we listen well? But know this, God desires to lead and he will not give up. He will not give up until we acquiesce and simply say, yes. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The second sorrowful mystery, the scourging at the pillar. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful Tuesday. I look forward to being with you again tomorrow. Be well, and God's peace.